Hi, Emmaus. Welcome to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 36, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. I'm Owen, minus the Owen, plus the Jaron, plus my friend Kennedy, which hopefully will equal a podcast worth listening to today. Kennedy, how are you doing today? You know, I'm good. I'm confused, but I'm good. <laughs> you didn't like my awkward introduction? I liked it, but honestly, Jaron, I expect like nothing less from you, so it's good. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking, you know, we're smack dab in the middle of back to school season. Thought I'd bring a little mathematics into the podcast today. I thought it was kind of clever. Very Speaking, clever. yeah, thank you. Speaking of back to school, we have an awesome guest with us today in the studio who's in the midst of her own back to school agenda, Hannah Melton. How are you doing today, Hannah? I'm good. Awesome. It is really, really great having you here today. Uh, we really were excited to jump into your story and uh, your ministry involvement on our worship team soon. Um, but first, let's let's kind of talk about this back to school season that we find ourselves in. And so this is a question for all of us, all three of us. So when you think and you reflect back on your school experience, when you think about all the grades, all the schools, all the teachers, do you have do you guys have like a favorite grade that you like have more fond memories of? Maybe a favorite teacher, any do you have a response, anything to elaborate on for the, the listening crowd today? Yeah, mine was sixth grade at Sky Ranch Elementary, Miss Patrick. Okay. She read us this book. It's called The Unstoppable You, and that's my favorite memories came from when she would read that book, and it was so, I don't know, it was, they were kind of cheesy a lot of the times. Yeah, yeah. But no, she's still my favorite teacher, um, but probably more recently, my yearbook teacher, Miss DeLong at Westmore, she's... Oh. She's Delong the longest and best. She is the best. She uh-huh. used to go to a Yeah, yeah she did. Long love that lady. Good deal. Yeah. Well, shout out to those teachers. Yeah. If you're yeah. listening, Hannah really, really loves you. Kennedy, what about you? Do you? I remember second grade a lot. Like, I loved second grade. Yeah. My teacher was Miss DiCarlo. She goes to Southern Hills. I just went to her retirement party like, oh, wow. a couple months ago, so that was fun. Wow. Um, also, sixth grade. Like, sixth grade's just a fun year. Yeah. It's like your last year of elementary school. I was at Whalen Bonds. Yeah. It's a good time. Also, I just realized, sorry, Mom, if you're listening, I forgot I had you for four years <laughs> as a teacher. <laughs> She was my leadership teacher. She also was a really amazing teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Brooke, we do love you. And I'm sure, you know, it was just so obvious you didn't need to Yeah, yeah. She already knows that. So why why do I need to say it? Talk about, I think we're going to have plenty of time on the podcast today because I'm charged this day. Owen, we miss you. Uh, What's it like having your mom as your teacher? It was weird. She told me from the very beginning, like, you know, don't call me mom try to call me Miss Lee Hugh in the classroom. That's going to be hard. And that was, like, weird. And I remember my senior year, because she was my student council sponsor, leadership teacher, and I, like, said something to my mom along the lines of, like, something about after school and just, like, made some comment. And there was a freshman boy that had just gotten on student council, and I guess he went around and he was, like, asking people, he was, like, are all of you guys, like, this close to her? And, stuff? and they were, like, no, that's her daughter. Like, <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That's fun. great. I don't know that I have a favorite grade. I mean, I really, elementary in general was, yeah. I really liked it. Middle school was like the worst years of my life. Oh, yeah. Uh, Middle school But I think that is for worst. a lot of people. Yeah. 
Probably my favorite time is when I graduated from seminary, when I knew, okay, at this point, I am done with school. I'm never doing <laughs> it again. school. But uh, anyhow, Kennedy, uh, not to make you talk some more. So for those that don't know, I think a lot of people do, like your life was teaching yeah. up until about a couple years ago, and now you're Up staff. until last year. Last year. I don't. I'm, I'm really bad on timing. <laughs> How, wherever that was. Yeah. Um, so what's it like beginning a school? You would be ramping up for classroom, yeah. all that. Like, what's your emotions right now? Yeah. This year's different because I'm, like, a full year out. Where, like, last year it was still, like, all just so new that I was, like, I don't even know what's happening. This year I'm a lot more, like, removed. So there's a lot of me that misses, mm-hmm. like, all the back-to-school rush and all the getting classroom mm-hmm. ready. I actually just <laughs> um, signed up to sub on Fridays yes! because we have Fridays off. And I was kind of like, I kind of miss being in the classroom. And it's just a fun what way a to – So all the teachers listening, if you need a sub on a Friday. Boom. Yeah. Commercial. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm excited for you. I think that's yeah, that's, so it's that's fun. a great that's a great call on your part. Uh, I uh, for all you teachers, administrators, students, and parents out there, we are definitely praying for you right now. I know back to school, readjusting to those new rhythms. It's 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 a lot to take in. So we we hope it's going smooth for you, and you find your routine f- uh, really quick. And Labor Day comes fast. You can get you a really quick. Uh, rest in there here soon but uh but yeah back to our guest today hannah who is alone today we thought we were going to have our partner in crime brooklyn mcwilliams and (laughs) so brooklyn we miss you we'll we'll, we'll get you on get you on soon but uh we wanted to have both of you on but we are really glad that you're able to still be here hannah wanted to get you on today one because we want to give you an opportunity to share about how god's been at work in your life i know it's been a really exciting summer for you and Uh, Some of you may know that, but if not, you're going to get to hear a little bit about that here in a little bit. But also uh, talk about how you've been been involved in our worship team, both in our student ministry, but also on Sunday mornings. And so we really want to just have a conversation with you about how music and worship has been a significant part of your life and, and how it impacts you today. So, But before we do, quick commercial. Uh, Speaking of worship this Sunday um, at 5 p.m., the Emmaus worship team, we're going to be hosting what we're calling an open house event. And really, uh, we've done this a couple times before. Basically, we're just trying to get the word out to give anyone in the church the opportunity to to learn more about our team, about how we tick, why we function, what's what's our goal, um, but also how you can get involved. And so, if you are interested in any of the following ways, you want to be interested in choir or vocals, or you want to, you play an instrument, you're curious about what it's like to be involved in the band, or maybe you like to be behind the scenes and would like to help out with the men and women up in the audio visual booth. Uh, uh, we've got all kinds of things to do up there. Um, regardless of whatever your interest might be, this event is not you making a commitment to anything. It is really, it is an open house event. It is you coming to learn about our worship team and uh, uh, how you can be involved and learn some more about our team. And so we would we would love to host you and have you at that event this Sunday night. So now we can move forward here, guys. So let's get going. So Hannah, why don't you share a little bit? Let's start with just your story, and a lot of that has culminated this this past summer. And so. You've got several minutes here to take take your time to share a little bit about God's work in your life, how He's 
how he's been leading you to where you've just come from this summer. And so share with us a little bit about God's work and you growing up, being in church, or uh, and just really just sharing about how you came to put your trust in Jesus. Yeah. So um, if you were there Sunday, um, two weeks ago, I think, something like that, uh, you would have heard my full testimony because I did get baptized. Um, so yeah, this summer has been like really exciting for just my spiritual growth. Um, I did grow up in church. I um, went to this one church is called Rancho Village mm-hmm. Baptist Church. Uh, I don't think it's called that anymore, but uh, my grandpa was the pastor there. So like I was there before I was born and yeah. then <laughs> up until uh, July of 2020 when we came to Emmaus. Um, but I did get baptized when I was seven. Um on January 1st, 2013, okay. we had like our nightly prayer time, um, just me and my family. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned in my prayer that I like wanted to be a Christian. Um, so I talked about it with my parents and uh, we prayed about it. And that like is when we decided like I would become a Christian. And we like called my grandparents and stuff. And they mm-hmm. were so excited. But um, honestly, I think like, I didn't really know what that meant, and I definitely wasn't living for Jesus at that point. Um, But a lot of my friends and family were getting saved, and they got baptized, and I was like, oh, that looks so fun, you know, Mm -hmm. being a little seven-year-old. Not saying it can't happen at that age, but just definitely wasn't my time. Um, So I, in sixth grade, now this was my still my favorite year with my teacher and stuff, (laughs) but... Miss Patrick? Yes, Miss Patrick. Um, Sky Ridge. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but that's kind of when my life started kind of going downhill. Um, I got really bad, like, depression, anxiety, and all that stuff. Um, so I dealt with a lot of, like, mental pain, and um, I really pushed God far, far away. <laughs> um, even though I still went to church and my grandpa was the pastor, like I still felt that obligation to like put up the front of, mm. you know, being the perfect Christian, you know, um, having the perfect family at church. Mm. Um, so that was a big like thing that I thought was expected from me, which it definitely wasn't. Sure. But um, yeah, so then in middle school, early middle school, I started going to parties and like found my worth in different guys. Mm. Um, So definitely was not in a good place mentally. Um, So that continued. um, And then eighth grade, my grandpa died, and he was actually my best friend. So like that was rough um, and didn't didn't help with the situation that was happening. So then we came to Emmaus because we had just left that church. And um, I did meet like great people. Mm -hmm. And I loved it here like immediately when I first came. And uh, me and Chloe actually talked about wanting to come back right after Wednesday night. We were mm-hmm. like, can we go to Sunday school? Mm-hmm. And they, of course, said yes, and uh, we just never left. So uh, that was really a good point in my relationship with God. Um, there's uh, a lot of encouragement from the people here. Yeah. Um, and, like, you can just tell that they care about you. Yeah. Like, they've really poured into my life. But um, I still wasn't in the great place but I did get involved in like the worship and stuff like that on Wednesday nights and on Sunday mornings um so you know in my head I was kind of thinking like well I do all these things you know like I'm okay and um yeah so I didn't really get out of that mindset until Falls Creek this year um 
I knew probably a couple days before that I wasn't a Christian. Like, I put up that front for so long, and I knew I wasn't. But I just figured, you know, going to Falls Creek, being on decision team, like, I can make it work, and I'll Mm -hmm. figure it out. Well, (laughs) that did not happen. So on Tuesday night, I... um, just started crying in the middle of Waymaker and I was like I've heard this song so many times like yeah. it's nothing new nothing that like really impacts me too much so that was confusing um but then that night like the sermon it was not even that great like <laughs> we, <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> you can like I mean it was a sermon but like there was nothing that was like stood out from the sermon right so <laughs> um But anyways, so that night, I, uh, during invitation, he was like, you know, everybody bow your heads, close your eyes, and if you feel like you need to be, like, a Christian tonight or make a decision, stand up, Um, because everybody else was sitting down, and I was like, no, there's no way, I'm not doing that, and (laughs) so I didn't, and, um, but I really felt like I should, so immediately my brain goes to, but what would people think, like, because they've known I was a Christian or known I was a Christian for so long and Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, what would they think of me? So I um, finally, like, looked over at Brooklyn and she had her eyes closed so I couldn't, like, get her attention or anything, but I was bawling. And then right when I was thinking that, the pastor goes, and if you're thinking about what people would think of you, just stand up. And I was like, oh, (laughs) no, I'm still not doing that. So I put it off, and when he asked everybody to stand up and then the people who stood go down to the front, I looked over at Brooklyn, still bawling. She just takes my hand and takes me down to the front. Hmm. And I was like, dang it, like, (laughs) no. Like, we didn't say a word to each other. She just took me down there, and we, um, I accepted Jesus that night, um, talked to her and Amanda, and everybody was so excited. Like, I was scared of what they would think, and nobody's said anything negative to me. So, yeah. That's, but. that's a really cool story. I think the yeah. thing that, as I th- hear about you sharing your story, we talk a lot about three circles at Emmaus. I know Owen does from the pulpit several times. I know on mission trips, I'm sure that's a part of some of the ways that you all share Christ with people. And you, you know, you talk about God's good design and how we leave God's good design as sin and it leads to brokenness. And then you have that circle of brokenness where, like, what do you do with that brokenness? Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us to put our faith and trust in Jesus. A lot of times what we do is we try to deal with our brokenness in different ways. And in a really, in a sense with you, it was like, I'm going to just keep doing these good things. I'm going to just, I'm going to be involved in this. I'm going to do this in the church. And it was like, that was kind of your way of... Yeah wrestling with where you were with God and how to deal with your own brokenness until you finally came to a point of realizing the only hope I have of salvation is not in myself. It's not in what I do, but it's in Jesus. It's in Christ alone. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that is, that is a wonderful testimony. And, uh, um, I, I'm thankful for a tool like three circles that could <laughs> kind of help us put those things in uh, on piece of paper and help us understand. But even for you to share that through your story, Um, is great and to have people in your life like Brooklyn and Amanda who poured into you and are continuing to do so and Kennedy and your sister who's in the room who (laughs) she's kind of like off to the side she's not on mic but Miss Chloe is over there in the corner just hanging out smiling and making faces (laughs) trying to make sister laugh oh what she said she said hey hey from the corner (laughs) listeners I don't even know if you could hear that or not but uh, uh, it's 
it's really cool for you to be in here to share that story. I wish Brooklyn could be here to share with her because y'all's yeah. stories so mm-hmm. tied together, but we'll have her on another time. But uh, I, I am thankful. I know Kennedy would, would echo this. We're thankful for uh, how God has given you grace. You've walked through some really hard things yeah. uh, in the last few years and to see how God has used all of that to bring you where you're at today. Yeah. Like he has always had his eye on you. He's always been with you and for you. For you to come and to fully understand who Jesus is for you is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I know music has been kind of a big part of of your life and your family. And so as as I'm thinking about worship ministry in our church and how that the role of music and worship plays in the lives of our people, not just on Sunday morning, but between the Sundays a little bit, we have a few minutes here that we can kind of talk through this a little bit. How, just for you in general, Hannah, how has music, how has worship played an important role in your life? And, and kind of even leading to you to come to follow Jesus and now walking with Jesus now, how does it, how does it play an impact on your life today? Yeah, so I've always been like really um, geared towards the arts and stuff like that, like okay. music being my biggest one, but um, just the way it makes me feel. Um, so I can hear a worship song and then a sermon that talk about the same things, but feel it more deeply with a song. Gotcha. So um, just being involved in like worship and stuff has uh, really made me meet new people and then like being able to step out of my comfort zone a little more. Mm. Um, but yeah, praising God through worship is probably my favorite thing to do. Um, yeah. But yeah. So. I think it's really interesting. I think, I think Owen has even talked about this, how oftentimes in the church, people kind of gravitate to one of two things. They're, they're word people, so they're more of the intellectual or they're the, the arts, the music, mm-hmm. the, uh, the emotional side, mm-hmm. and how those two things are not in opposition. But we do, within all of us, kind of gravitate at yeah. times to one or the other. And, and so to know what that is for you is a wonderful gift, but also a reminder that um, that, that worship that you, that you give to the Lord is because of the Word of God and the, and the truth that is there and the faith that you have in Jesus is rooted in, in that Word. Um, and I think, I think that's a really, really important thing. Um, what has, for you, because from what I understand, you've been like involved in leading worship like even as a young kid. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Talk yeah. about that a little bit. So my f- first time singing by myself on stage, I was six. Okay. So um, it was a smaller church and like everybody knew everybody. But um, yeah, so I sang with my mom a lot when I was younger. But um, yeah, six years old on stage by myself. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I wasn't scared, but you know, um, no. And then I started doing um, youth worship at my old church. And um, so, yeah, that was fun, a different way to like get involved mm-hmm. um, again. And then we did a lot of stuff on Sunday mornings too. So I don't know, I've always been kind of on stage and stuff and I did choir in school, but yeah. yeah, That's awesome. What uh, what is it that you like you talk like you've already mentioned this once is that being involved in worship ministry has kind of opened up relational doors with people that mm-hmm. maybe you haven't got. Are there other things about being involved in worship ministry that you enjoy that um, that is a is a good opportunity? The things that it provides you. Like what what are some other uh, good things and things that you enjoy about being a part of worship ministry? 
Um, so I definitely get like a lot of comments about like anytime I'm on stage, they'll uh, just different people will come up to me and be like, that was so encouraging, like you really touched my heart and that stuff. So that's really like encouraging to me, like knowing sure. that, you know, being on worship team does make an impact to different people because, you know, sometimes you feel like, um, yeah, you're up there, but like it's a normal thing and mm-hmm. like you get just kind of used to it and going through the motions and stuff. Um, but just knowing that you are such an encouragement to people um, is really fun. Again, getting to know different people. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Well, and I, I think something I see in you and I see in, in our other folks who are involved in our worship team, like some of the things that are important to us on our worship team, and we, we talk about this from time to time, we'll actually talk about it this Sunday at our open house event, is there's like there's various values that we treasure and that we really, I mean, obviously Christ for, first and foremost, <laughs> But things that flow from the relationship we have with Jesus connected to our role in serving our church are some things that are really important that I've seen in you and, uh, and other folks in our worship ministry to kind of tie into this question is just that, that whole idea that we have a servant's heart, we're not performing. Like it's, mm-hmm. this isn't a concert, this isn't about the, right. the people on stage. Um, it, it's, it's really about, we're, Everything we're doing is not for our own name. It is it is really to help the church connect with the truths of Christ and and to praise Him and to, to be an encouragement to others as they join in that. And and also just the you know the importance of having humility. Um, you know we talk about this a lot on our worship team that no one owns a particular position, whether that's an instrument or a microphone or a soundboard, like everyone is kind of pulling on the same rope but sometimes someone else is going to step in there and pull on that rope mm-hmm. and you're going to take a break so it's 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 really not about anyone owning like even for me personally as the worship pastor like it's a hope and a prayer of mine that just like we are doing in you and Brooklyn and other young folks or churches we're trying to raise up other worship leaders because this isn't the Jaron show this isn't about Jaron being the worship leader every Sunday, it's, it's really about our church. And so our worship team needs to look like our church. And so that means different people got to be involved. And so those are the things that, that I think are really important. I think probably my guess, and it's really not a guess, it's really more of a thing that I know by experience. When people encourage you, Hannah, I think what they so appreciate and I, I try to share this with our worship team and how important this is. No, we are not up there trying to f- perform. We're not up there trying to manufacture a certain kind of emotion or even a certain kind of experience. We're just trying to facilitate the Word of God in the lives of people and to encourage one another. And most definitely, we see this in the Psalms. We see that, that oftentimes that worship is, yes, it's an internal thing, but it's also an external thing. And so I think when people are thankful for your worship leadership is that you are, you are visually demonstrating the joy of the Lord because you're reflecting on the story that you've just shared with us today. Yeah. As yeah. you think about the work of the Lord in your life and you're, you're leading our church, you're serving our church by being involved in worship and you're demonstrating that joy externally as it's said throughout the Psalms, um, giving us those examples I think that encourages people, and uh, and so I am thankful for you, Hannah, and I'm thankful for your involvement, and yeah. so many others who are involved in our worship team um, of all ages and skills. Um, there are on ramps for everyone, and we're just 
man, we're just thankful to partner with folks to, to serve our church in that way. So, you know, it's interesting that you're saying that I brought some friends to church here recently. Um, they're not from the States, so they're coming to church here was a completely different experience mm. for them than what they've experienced before, not believers. Um, and when I asked them after the service, I was like, what'd you guys think? You know, just praying that it would open up gospel conversations and worship was the open door for gospel conversations for them, which was really cool. They they just kept talking about the music and they kept talking about pe- the people on stage was like what they kept talking about. They were like, I don't know, it was just when they sang, it was just different, like different than anything we've seen before. And so in the car, we really got to talk about like the reason why it's different is because they have the joy of the Lord and right. that plays out into mm-hmm. worship. And it was just a really neat experience just for them to see Christ shining through the whole worship team. I mean, everyone, they just talked about, they were like, and also it sounded so beautiful and it was so great, but <laughs> I must have not seen it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I just thought it was so neat that worship for them was the open door for the gospel That's really um, to be proclaimed that day. Because, you know, in my mind, I think a lot of times we think about like, man, you know, you need a flat out gospel presentation and then they're going to hear the gospel. But for them, like they could see an actual picture of the gospel mm-hmm. on display through those that were leading worship on stage that morning. Well, and I think that ties into just everyday life, yeah. like uh, worship leadership in the church, but also just sitting behind a computer and mm-hmm. trying to interact with your coworkers, like, you know, being purposeful to demonstrate the joy that you have in in Christ and and let's be honest there's a lot of times we don't sense or feel that joy in a tangible mm-hmm. way and so we're not leaning on the experience of an emotion to be joyful we're leaning on Christ who is our joy that sometimes may or may not be a tangible thing we feel but by faith we trust in what Jesus has done for us and that inspires us to say my hopes in God mm-hmm. and and I want to tell you why and yeah. uh, to visually demonstrate that as well yeah with words and without right so uh guys we're we're probably pushing limits on this on this podcast but thank you for sharing hannah it's been really encouraging i appreciate your bravery to come on the podcast and <laughs> in talk the midst today. of just starting her senior year oh yes yeah. thank you for I mean, mentioning like that so tell last us last year tell us tell us what's going on in your life where you're at and and we'll we want to pray for you as we wrap up yeah starting my senior year at westmore um i have fifth and sixth hour um and then I have one online class and two classes at O C. So got nice. a full slate. Yeah, those are only Mondays and Wednesdays though. Yeah. <laughs> well, kidding. that's good. That's good. Well, we we definitely know how to pray for you, and I'm going to have your your friend Kennedy uh, pray for you here in just a second. But just Amaya, I just want to encourage you um, as you think about um, just your your own self as a worshiper on Sundays. Um, that uh, what a an opportunity you are you have to be able to ponder the work of God, uh, to set your mind and heart off of yourself and on him and how to encourage those around you. And to know that being a part of worship leadership at our church isn't like a, like, um, a particular, um, it's, it's not because we have arrived at, at certain levels and we are better than the people in the congregation. We are with you. We are serving you. It's not about us. So come get involved. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, how your skill is. We're going to find an on ramp for you. So, Emmaus, we love you. Thank you so much, Kennedy. Pray us out. Pray for your friend Hannah, and yeah. uh, and we'll we'll conclude. Okay. 
Lord, we thank you so much just for who you are and how you're gracious enough to even allow us to use our gifts to impact the kingdom, God. God, I just pray um, for Hannah just as she enters into her senior year. God, God, I pray that she would look at her last year of high school as um, a way to just live on mission for you, God, that she would look at the people around her, the students in her classes, the students in the hallways, Lord, um, just as an opportunity for her to display the gospel um, to those around her, God. God, I pray that we as a church can just continue to um, encourage her and equip her um, with her last year in the student ministry, God. God, we know that you have big things planned for her, and so I just pray um, that you would continue to show her the ways and that she would walk in them. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.